Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS Hi, website. welcome back to the September 2017 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from Sydney, Australia. My name is Damien Marucci. I'm here with Dr. Anya Smelkowski. And the next paper is Surgical Indications and Outcomes of Mastectomy in Trans Men, a Prospective Study of Technical and Self-Reported Measures. This is from Amsterdam and uh, is, uh, uh, was published in the September 2017 PRS. So, Anya, what was this uh, paper about? So this paper aimed to evaluate the technical and self-reported outcomes and surgical decision-making in mastectomy for trans men patients. It's a prospective cohort study and the patients selected were trans men patients who qualified for mastectomy at a single centre and the patients had to be over 18 years old and have a BMI between 18 to 35. Um, The surgical technique for the mastectomies was described in another paper by Cregan Escobar et al., which was published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine in 2012. The patients either underwent a mastectomy without skin resection, a concentric circular mastectomy, or an inframammary skin resection with full thickness free nipple graft. Uh, all patients' post-operative care included drains, six weeks of chest compression and no sport, and outpatient visits at three weeks and three months post-op. The measures that they looked at were the performed surgical techniques, the resected breast volumes, complications which are divided into early and late, early being infection, hematoma and repeated surgery, and late being dehiscence, seroma, tissue loss, nipple areolar complex vitality, asymmetry, skin irregularity and skin surplus. Any secondary corrections? There was a patient questionnaire to uh, evaluate the self-reported outcomes and they also compared the surgical decision-making with literature guidelines. They performed two-sided T-tests and Q-squared tests for any group differences. Um, the results were that only one patient in the group had a mastectomy without skin resection, therefore was excluded for comparison. Of the remaining patients, 26 patients had concentric circular mastectomy, and the patients in this group had a smaller breast size and areolar diameter, they had less ptosis, better skin elasticity and less breast tissue excised. And 22 patients had IMF skin resection and free nipple grafting. And these patients had a larger breast size and areolar diameter, worse elasticity, more totic breasts, and they had more breast tissue excised. There was no statistically significant difference between the groups in the overall complication rates. However, the concentric circular mastectomy group had a higher chance of dehiscence, seroma, asymmetry, and secondary corrections and the inframammary skin resection group had a higher chance of partial nipple loss and skin irregularity or surplus. The Half of the patients returned the self-reported outcomes questionnaire. Um, they had a high satisfaction rate in that most patients, 74% of patients, thought that the post-operative chest was masculine. Um, and in general, the IMF skin resection group were more satisfied in almost all indicators, although they weren't statistically significant. Surgical decision-making, the algorithm that they used had a high predictive value um, when it was assessed and only six cases differed from the actual surgery. So the overall conclusion for this paper is that surgical decision-making should be based on breast size, ptosis and skin elasticity, sorry, and that concentric circular mastectomy 
showed higher rates of secondary corrections and lower cosmetic satisfaction compared with the IMF skin resection group. Okay, that's an excellent summary. Uh, you made the point that uh, uh, during the Journal Club that uh, you thought the uh, group with the very large breasts with the poor skin elasticity and the large amount of excess skin are obviously uh, going to be a lot happier because what they're starting out with is so different uh, to their goal in that to have uh, more of a masculine appearing chest. Whereas those patients with uh, smaller breasts to begin with, with a tight skin envelope, uh, I think are gonna have a higher aesthetic demand. They're gonna think, well look, my breasts aren't that large, I don't have a lot of excess skin, I should be able to get a, a super fantastic result. Um, it, uh, so I thought that was uh, a very interesting point that you raised. Uh, the other thing is in the photos, it's very clear that uh, this group have access to um, a 3D camera. I'm unsure why they didn't use any of the volumetric analysis uh, that you can do with these uh, 3D vector types devices as part of their outcome measures. Um, and also you can look at things like uh, have objective ways of looking at uh, symmetry, uh, volumetric changes um, and the like. Um, perhaps they only used their uh, 3D camera for certain cases, but even still, the two examples which they have, figure three and four, were both 3D uh, camera photos. Um, so if they were the only two, uh, it would have been interesting if they could have at least spoken of them as a, as a particular case study. Um, yeah, I also thought it would have been nice to see some pre and post photographs in the, um, in the, in the results of for yes. both groups, given how different the, the two patient groups are. Um, and they didn't include that the only photo that they have included is a patient with a post-op result followed by a secondary um, procedure result. So, yeah, I think it would have been nice to see the difference between the pre- and post-op photos. Okay. Um, but essentially, a yeah, good paper to um, contribute to literature on masculinizing mastectomies. And uh, the main take-home message was that decision-making uh, in chest masculinization surgery should be based on an algorithm in, and it should include uh, breast size, ptosis and skin elasticity. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.